Thanksgiving and welcome to the Sharp 600 brought to you by Covers.com. My name is Joe Fortenball. This is episode 153 of the podcast, your Monday night football and Turkey Day picks edition. Great to have you guys with us. We appreciate your continued support of the project. In just a few minutes, one of my all-time favorites, pro sports better, pro handicapper in Las Vegas, Ace Corrales, set to join us to preview Monday night's Rams Chiefs showdown, as well as all three games scheduled to take place on Thanksgiving. We will conclude this podcast by breaking down and making picks for all three games on Thanksgiving. And a reminder, on Tuesday, we're dropping our college football and NFL Week 12 episodes. So you'll be covered with everything you need before you begin any travel for the holiday weekend. Let's begin Episode 153 with your Monday Night Football Preview. Absolutely brutal week in the NFL. We are currently 0-3 this weekend with a pick pending tonight, which we'll get to in just a second. 22-20-1 on the season following what happened on Sunday. Tonight, it's the Rams hosting the Chiefs. Monday, 8.15 p.m. Eastern, 5.15 Pacific, Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum, your current line, Rams minus three with an over-under of 63.5. The Rams opened as a one-and-a-half-point favorite on the Westgate Superbook look-ahead line back on November 6th. But that was when this game was still scheduled to be played in Mexico City. However, the NFL wisely made the decision to move the game to Los Angeles last week after the playing surface at Estadio Azteca was determined to be in too poor of condition to host the most anticipated matchup of the season. Hence, the primary reason for the line move from Rams minus one and a half to Rams minus three. This line actually got as high as Rams minus three and a half on Sunday morning before settling in at its current price of Rams minus three. In some spots, it's juiced Rams minus three, minus 120. This showdown features two teams that entered week 11 tied for first in yards per play and tied for 24th in yards per play allowed with both franchises having scored 30 or more points in eight of 10 games this season. Los Angeles may be nine and one on the year, but the bookmakers are wise to how the public views this high-flying machine, as partially evidenced by the fact that the Rams have covered the number just once in their last seven outings. Exciting football team, but a bit overvalued, especially when you consider the fact that Wade Phillips' defensive unit ranks just 15th in total defense. Kansas City enters Monday night at 9-1 as well, but has covered the number in 8 of 10 games this season. But here's where that fact can be misleading. After covering seven straight point spreads to open the season, Kansas City has failed to cover the number in two of their last three outings, as their lines keep ticking higher and higher with the public support to match. Hence, the Chiefs have become a bit overvalued as well. The Rams are 2-6 and six against the spread over their last eight home games, so here's how we're going to play this one. I already picked the over at 63 points last week in episode 152. What's likely to happen here is the wise guys back the under based on perceived value due to such a lofty record-setting price, while the public will think scoring, scoring, and you guessed it, more scoring, and will want to follow the action. But the public doesn't lose them all, and in this instance, I'll side with them by backing the over in the Rams-Chiefs game. As for the side, Kansas City plus three makes for the perfect teaser, in my opinion. K 
Kansas City's only loss was a three-point defeat at New England on Sunday Night Football. So I'll happily take Patrick Mahomes in the league's second-highest-scoring offense, behind only New Orleans, while teasing off the key number of three, through the key number of seven, all the way up to nine. So to conclude, we're still backing the over, as mentioned last week, at 63. And we're teasing Kansas City from plus three to plus nine. So who are we teasing the Chiefs with? You'll find out later after we speak with Ace Corrales. All right, I'm going to ask you a series of questions. Now they're going to start eh, odd, and then they're going to get more and more obvious. Do you like monkeys with knives? Like I said, hmm, this is intriguing, but perhaps a bit odd. Do you like sports gaming? Now we're starting to warm up. Do you like winning money? Now we're there. Then check out monkeyknifefight.com. That's monkeyknifefight.com. It's the new 100% legal gaming site that everybody's talking about. They have dozens of games and chances to win. Games like Over Under, where you win if you nail two player-based props or hit five props and the winnings even bigger. So play now. Enter the promo code COVERS and get a $5 free game and an exclusive instant deposit match up to 100 bucks. That's the promo code COVERS. And if you go into the bio of this podcast, the link is right there. Click the link, use the promo code COVERS, boom. That's monkeyknifefight.com, monkeyknifefight.com. Vegas, Vegas, Vegas. One of the most popular guests in the history of the podcast. He's a professional better and handicapper. You've seen him on ESPN, Fox, FS1, and just about everywhere else. You can follow him on Twitter at Greek underscore gambler. Ladies and gentlemen, Ace Corrales making his return to the Sharp 600. Happy Thanksgiving, my man. How are you? Never better, brother. Thanks for having me, and I wish you and yours and all the listeners a happy Thanksgiving and a safe one as well. Likewise. Let's try to give them some winners. What do you say? I'm all over it, baby, all over it. It's been a great year. All right, let's start with Monday Night Football, the Rams and the Chiefs. Rams laying three. They're one and six against the number over their last seven. Kansas City covered their first seven out of the gate, but they failed to cover in two of their last three. Starting with the side in this game, do you see any edge? Do you like the idea of laying the field goal, or do you want to back Andy Reid? Yeah, I'm going to tell you this. I'm not all as high as everyone else is on this Kansas City team. I think they're built for the regular season, and until I see it in the playoffs, I'm not convinced. Um, and with that said, it's no surprise the books are going to be huge Rams fans tonight. I mean, the exposure was already mounting from the Thursday night game, which was a nice primetime game, Green Bay and Seattle, and you were already seeing exotics tied into the Monday night game like usual, and the side they were tied into was Kansas City or the over. That's usually a preview of what's to come. Um, now, granted, a lot of Sunday action didn't go the side of the players, so a lot of those exotics w- weren't live, meaning there's not as much exposure as they would have had. But between now and kickoff, there's going to be a ton of betting action. This is as high profile of a regular season game as you're going to get, um, and everybody wants a piece of it. And I'm certain the books are going to need the Rams, and that has nothing to do with what side I like, uh, but it has to do with the, what the point spread is, and my job is to find inefficiencies. And personally, 
to me, it's not about winning that bet. It's about placing the right bets over and over and over again. I can't stress that enough. Um, and I think the right bet tonight, it's obvious. It's the Rams and the under. And I'm going to be real quick on why. Um, simple point, they didn't even adjust this point spread when they moved from Mexico City to Los Angeles, pretty much saying they have zero home field advantage. I tend to disagree. Um, and then when you look at the total, more importantly, this is the highest total we've ever seen, unprecedented. And the fact they moved it from Mexico City to Los Angeles, where we already know the field is as terrible as you're going to get, and they didn't adjust the total, tells me, as a professional better, they don't know where to put this total. They put as high as they possibly could, and they said, well, let the market decide. The betting syndicates, I can tell you with certainty, because I provide accounts for most of them and share info with the rest of them, um, have not taken a position yet. I'm pretty sure they're looking to take the under and just waiting to see how high this line's going again because again when you're talking about unprecedented territory like this total is the only way you could look is under or leave it alone and yet i hear from the opposite from recreational betters it's over or leave it alone because it's tough you're going to be holding your breath the whole time but there's no value in the over for if you look at these teams they have not been over Cash and overs. I mean, you've lost money betting the over in Kansas City. They're five and five to the over under, and five four and one for the Rams. So they're not necessarily over teams this season. And you couple that with the fact you're looking at such a high total, Joe, and I hate to keep ranting, and they may score 100 tonight, but still the value is not on the over. There's a reason NFL games aren't this high. Um, and to me, it, I mean, it's just the obvious choice um, to go under in this game, and I'm just waiting to see how high the total goes as well. I like the Rams, no surprise. I think that's the value side. And again, I I like the under also. I just think the total's just way too high and out of hand. One eight-minute drive or a turnover in the red zone and your probability of cashing that over bet just dropped drastically. Everything has to go right. That's a lot of points you're asking, man. It's not college football. This is the NFL. If, if a 63 was hung up for the, the Rams and KC this entire season – Four of their 10 games have gone over that 63. So, again, I can't stress it enough. I'm a value better. I don't care about my results for a day, a week, a month. I'm looking to just place good bets, and I trust the process, and I know long-term I'm going to turn a profit. You know me. I've counted cards for a long time. I was an advanced blackjack player, and that taught me better than anything else because there you're seeing 100 results, 200 results in an hour. That's like seeing 200 football games, a final score, if you're playing 200 hands of blackjack. And I can tell you it's not about winning each hand. It's about placing the right bets making the right decisions, and you know after a 1,000 bets where you stand. And to me, I don't mean the harp, and I hate the rant, but uh, Rams and under is the only side I could bet tonight. Game number one on Thanksgiving, Chicago traveling to Detroit. The Bears are going to be laying four. Detroit's covered five of their last six on Turkey Day, but with a new head coach, that means very little. 
this kind of feels like one of those recency bias games where a lot of the public's going to enjoy Chicago because they just watched him beat up on Minnesota on Sunday night. How do you see this one? I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, these are two teams that look like they're in opposite trajectories. You know what I mean? And it's no secret, especially after coming off a primetime game like Chicago just did on national television, um, the taste left in, in better's mouth that backed them is good. Um, they got the job done, and no surprise, they're 7-3 and three against the spread because no one saw this coming. It's kind of like harping back to Kansas City and the Rams. Why are both teams 9-1 and one and yet one's so good ATS and the other isn't? It's simple. We came into the season knowing the Rams will probably be 9-1. and one. We didn't know that about Kansas City. That's why they're covering spreads. Chicago, we didn't know they were going to be this good. That's why they're 7-3 and three against the spread. Um, and let's not forget, you know, season win total, it got bet over. So Sharps were high on Chicago, and Detroit win total got bet under. Not too high on Detroit. But again, the spread becomes the great equalizer here, Joe. And I just think this is a good spot for Detroit coming off a big win against Carolina to kind of carry that momentum over on Thanksgiving Day. I think this is a, a dog or pass situation where you, you, I haven't bet any of the Thanksgiving games yet. I uh, want you guys to know that. None of the groups I provide accounts for, they have only bet a couple college games so far for the weekend. No NFL so far. Um, but I, I like the Detroit sign. I think there's some value in the home dog. Game number two, Dallas laying seven and a half against the Washington Redskins. Jason Garrett will be coaching his ninth Thanksgiving game as the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. He is one in seven against the spread on Turkey Day. That only cover came back in 2010, his first year on the job when he took over for Wade Phillips. This to me, and again, maybe I'm wrong, but this to me feels like that classic Dallas letdown spot. Two big wins in a row. Here comes a banged-up Washington team. The division belongs to the Cowboys. Jason Garrett falls flat. What do you say? Personally, I wanted to back Dallas in this spot. Um, the only problem is that with that now is, is the Alex Smith injury. Um, and we've seen this line get adjusted. And what I mean by that is if you wanted to bet this game a week ago, um, I tweeted out the look-ahead odds, and the line was Dallas minus five. Now we're looking at seven and a half. And that's a significant adjustment when you factor in it's gone through a key number of seven. I can't stress that enough. Meaning if it went you know, from four to six and a half is, is not as significant as as five to seven and a half. Um, so that's a telling sign. And personally, I just don't see the drop-off, Joe. Um, I mean, any way you slice it, the drop-off, um, I always like to say who's up next for them, you know, um, who's stepping in behind them. And personally, everyone I spoke to that, that I respect that I believe wins long-term um, doesn't think the drop-off is warranted of, of a two- point line move and that's the only thing that is keeping me off of the Dallas Cowboys is the fact that they've adjusted this now too much for the uh, Alex Smith injury and again I can't stress it enough between him and Colt McCoy it's maybe worth a point a half a point if or zero as, as a lot of guys believe so to me that's the only reason I'm staying off Dallas it'll probably be a Dallas teaser would probably be the best way to look at this game. Um, but, again, that's that's what threw me off. I was prepared to bet Dallas. I thought this was a good spot for them. Uh, but because of the injury, which I know it sounds counterintuitive, you would think the injury should help my Dallas side. The line becomes the great equalizer. And the fact that I don't bet teams, I bet numbers. And the fact this went from five to seven and a half based on that injury ain't warranted. So you got to look to the Washington side now. But since I didn't like that going in, it's probably a pass. 
Thursday night game, Saints laying 12 and a half or 13, depending on where you look against division rival Atlanta. This Saints team, are they spot proof? I mean, there are so many games over the last few weeks where I know the Sharps were eyeing up the opposition, and yet the Saints keep cashing tickets. I'm so glad you said that because, uh, again, you're, you're 100% on the money. And unlike a lot of people that guess based on, on seeing line moves, um, I could tell you with almost 100% certainty on a lot of matchups why the line's moving, and it has nothing to do with intelligence. I just simply, that's what I do. I provide betting accounts for guys that win long term I get to see what they bet Um, and they bet against the New Orleans Saints um, since that Minnesota game I believe I mean they went against them with the Rams they went against them against Cincinnati and again yesterday against Philadelphia they took the plus eight they took the plus seven and a half before kickoff um, thinking that they're let down spots for the Saints because usually what we know about sports they follow the laws of math except for the New England Patriots which have defined probability but usually teams regress and progress towards the mean and with New Orleans cover in the way they have, you expect them to start regressing, and yet that hasn't happened. And the reason for it is they're not just winning and covering at home, which they do every time they have a winning team. They tend to have a great season at home um, historically, but they're doing it on the road this year, too, and that's got everyone baffled. Listen, I, because I take a percentage of those accounts, I was uh, opposite of the Saints, back-to-back weeks as well. Couldn't understand why, but it was a strong play, so I have to respect it. You know me, I was high on the Saints coming into the season. Season win total over, future to win the Super Bowl. After losing game one against Tampa and almost losing to Cleveland, I thought there was so much value. They were still one of the best teams in the NFL. Now that train's left the station, so you can't take the Saints now in the future. I like the under in this game. Hold If I have to bet it, I'm looking under, man. At Atlanta definitely doesn't want a shootout like last time at home. That They didn't come out on the, the good end of that. Um, so, for me, I think you're going to see a different style of game. Atlanta's not going to get by rushing 22 times for 48 yards like they did last time. they got to come out and try to establish a run no matter what, and they haven't done that this entire year. In fact, I'm looking now. They haven't rushed for more than 24 times um, in over a month and a half. So, if you're one-dimensional in this NFL, you ain't winning. Hopefully, they learn from that and they run the football and and, and keep this total uh, under, that's that's the way I'm looking at it. I think the total's too high. I think it should be a lot shorter. Hey, before I let you go, you mentioned earlier that the guys you work with picked a couple college games already. Would you mind me asking who they are? Not at all. They, they already took Buffalo um, at minus 14. I'm not even sure where that, that line is right now. Um, and I know I have buy orders. These, these are going to get hit. And they may not even get hit on screen because lately what they've been doing a lot of, and, and especially it's going to happen um, in the postseason and weekends like this. Whenever the edge is increased and a weekend like this, where it's a holiday weekend, rest assured, the edge is increased for these guys because there's an influx of recreational bettors crashing their party. And what I mean by that is people are off work for four days. You're going to want to get action down. You're going to want to bet. And a lot of these teams, people haven't been following all year, but they're still willing to bet them if they're on TV. Numbers are weak because of that. Uh, wise guys take advantage. Um, and a couple of buy orders that I know they are going to blast, I can tell you right now, is Texas A&M over LSU. That's going to be one of their biggest positions of the college football season. Um, you already saw they laid the one. They're going to bet it all the way up to three. Even if you see some take back on LSU plus three, don't be confused. That's not a move on LSU. That's simply 
attempting a small middle because a lot of people got minus one. Texas A&M is a legit move, uh, one of the biggest moves, uh, based on the fact LSU a little overvalued, Texas A&M a little undervalued. Also, Washington against Washington State. Exact quote from the, the, the group that's the hottest in college football this entire year, and they do the best in college basketball. This one guy, there's seven groups that move the line in college basketball, seven guys around the globe that get respect in college basketball that move lines. This kid's got an exclusive with five of them to book get their their moves um and and they the, his exact words to me this morning the wrong team's favored in washington washington state so when he says that i know they're going to blast washington um so that one's coming for sure as well and then uh, oklahoma is being set up um they, they're dummy in oklahoma up and what that means is you bet west virginia plus two and a half on screen via the books that we're all looking at you get plus two plus one and a half and then comes Saturday, they're going to blast Oklahoma through pretty much every off-screen book um, and get down on the side they really like. A lot of manipulation going on. So Texas A&M, Washington legit, and Oklahoma's being set up for Saturday. Oh, man. I could lo- listen to you talk about this stuff all day long. Professional better and handicapper in Las Vegas. Best guest we've ever had on the show, at Greek underscore gambler on Twitter. My man, Ace Corrales in Vegas, joining us here on the Sharp 600. Ace, you knock it out of the park as always. Have a great Thanksgiving to you and your family. We'll talk soon. Pleasure's mine, man. Thanks for having me again. And everyone, enjoy the games. Make some money and uh, be safe. Morono in uh, UFC, real quick, plus 110, wrong fighter favored. Just throwing that out there. You guys have a great day. <laughs> Thank you, Ace. Thanks, brother. I am still up uh, 20 grand from this last time. I stick it in you. Much like the NBA on Christmas Day, I'm going to fire on each and every Thanksgiving showdown. Give me some music. Detroit Lions hosting the Chicago Bears Thursday, 12.30 p.m. Eastern, 9.30 a.m. Pacific, Ford Field in Detroit. Bears minus four with a total of 45 and a half. The Bears come into this one on a four-game winning streak punctuated by a massive 25-20 Sunday night football win over the Minnesota Vikings that has the franchise sitting pretty atop the NFC North. Meanwhile, the Lions snapped a three-game losing streak on Sunday when Carolina quarterback Cam Newton missed a wide-open receiver in the end zone on a game-winning two-point conversion try. Thanksgiving in Detroit is an NFL tradition that has seen the Lions go 4-2 and two straight up and 5-1 and one against the spread over the last six years with the over-cashing in five of Detroit's last six Turkey Day games. But with a new head coach and Matt Patricia at the helm, can we really put much weight into any of those trends? As for trends that carry little weight thanks to a coaching change... The Bears are just 2-6 and six against the number over their last eight trips to Detroit, but none of those featured current head coach Matt Nagy. The public is going to be all over the Bears after what, what happened Sunday night against the Vikings. Quarterback Mitchell Trubisky is completing 65% of his passes with seven touchdowns and three interceptions in the team's four games since falling flat against New England. The look-ahead line here was Chicago minus 3.5, and, and the Vikings win only moved that line to Chicago minus 4 which I'm going to take as a bit of a red flag. Contrarian play here is the public will be all over the Bears, so I'll side with the Lions at the price of plus four or better. Game number two, it's the Dallas Cowboys hosting the Washington Redskins Thursday, 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 1.30 p.m. Pacific, AT&T Stadium in Arlington. Cowboys minus seven and a half with a total of 40 and a half. 
Dallas was a five-point favorite on the November 13th look-ahead line coming off the team's Sunday night win in Philadelphia. But that number jumped to Cowboys minus 7.5 when Redskins quarterback Alex Smith was lost for the season after suffering the exact same injury as former Redskins quarterback Joe Theismann 33 years to the day. How eerie is that? In fact, in the game where Theismann was hurt, as well as the game where Alex Smith was hurt, the final score was 23-21. That's even eerier, if eerier is in fact a word. Anyway, back to business. Colt McCoy, under center for Washington, has played a large role in an overvaluation of the Cowboys, who could very easily be riding a four-game losing streak if Philadelphia and Atlanta weren't so inept. Speaking of inept, that brings me to Cowboys head coach Jason Garrett. Garrett, who took over for Wade Phillips in 2010, will be at the helm in Dallas for his ninth consecutive Thanksgiving Day game. In the previous eight, Garrett is 3-5 and five straight up and 1-7 against the spread with seven consecutive point spread misses. This game has pros versus Joes written all over it, with the Joes backing Dallas due to a combination of recency bias and the Colt McCoy injury, and the pros taking the 7.5 and, and a backup quarterback with 25 career starts under his belt. I'll side with the Redskins and the seven and a half points here as this game has let down spot written all over it for Garrett and the Cowboys. And finally, game number three, it's the New Orleans Saints hosting the Atlanta Falcons. Thursday, 8.20 p.m. Eastern, 5.20 p.m. Pacific, the Mercedes-Benz Superdome in New Orleans. Current line, Saints minus 12 and a half with a total of 59. New Orleans open as an 11-point favorite on the November 13th look-ahead line and has since been adjusted to about 12 and a half after absolutely dismantling the defending champion Philadelphia Eagles 48-7 on Sunday. Drew Brees and company have now won nine straight by an unbelievable average of 16.3 points per game, with six of those wins coming by double digits. Additionally, the Saints have covered the number in eight straight, are 22-7 against the spread over their last 29 games off a win, and 14-6 against the spread over their last 20 games against NFC South opposition. Atlanta has a subpar game manager and head coach Dan Quinn has dropped five of their last eight outings and has covered the number just twice over their last eight games. Additionally, the Falcons are just one and four against the spread over their last five road dates and two and five against the spread over their last seven trips to New Orleans. Remember at the beginning of this podcast when I told you that I was teasing the Chiefs from plus three to plus nine on Monday night against the Rams and that we closed that tease later in the episode? Yeah, we're closing that tease with New Orleans by moving them through the key number of seven from 12 and a half down to minus six and a half. That's a wrap, boys and girls. Thanks to my man, Ace Corrales, for joining us on the podcast. Thanks to all of you for your continued support. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Be well and best of luck.